Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bridges are part of an area's character. Think of such iconic spans as New York's Brooklyn Bridge, London's Tower Bridge, and San Francisco's Golden Gate. You couldn't imagine those cities without those bridges. Likewise, the bridges of New Hanover County might be lesser known, but that doesn't mean they're any less important to our area or that locals love them any less. Just to name three. For more than 50 years, the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge has simultaneously welcomed visitors to Wilmington while serving as an iconic symbol of the port city. Since the late 50s, people have been getting stuck on one side of the Riceville Beach drawbridge or the other. And for more than 100 years, the Harry Forden Bridge has stood on 6th Street downtown. In recent years, it's become a picturesque location for everything from band photos to the show One Tree Hill. This is Cape Fear Unearthed, the podcast exploring the legends, historical oddities, and landmark stories of southeastern North Carolina. I'm your host, John Staten, and I'm a reporter with the Star News here in Wilmington. We're a Gannett paper that's part of the USA Today network. This week, we'll take a look at some of the bridges I just mentioned, as well as many other bridges from around New Hanover County. We'll talk about some bridges that have been around for decades, and even a few that no longer exist. We'll also discuss how the bridges of New Hanover County have shaped southeastern North Carolina, and how they might continue to do so in the future. My guest today is Joe Shepard, who runs the North Carolina Room at the main branch of the New Hanover County Public Library in downtown Wilmington. Joe knows a ton about the history of the Wilmington area, and that includes both the bridges that exist and the bridges that, in some locations, preceded them. Okay, so I'm sitting here with Joe Shepard in the New Hanover County Public Library's main branch downtown. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, I know you're on Cape Fear on Earth at least once or twice back when Hunter was doing it. So, yeah. well, now you're back with me. So, uh, well, first let's talk about, let's yes. give a little plug to the North Carolina Room and tell us yes, a little certainly. bit about what you do here. Well, right now I am the sole full-time staff member for the North Carolina Room at the New Hanover County Public Library only because the position for our librarian has been vacated and right. hopefully that'll be filled soon. So right now I am the sole guy. Uh, the Special Collections here holds a state and local history collection of books, maps, newspapers, and various other types of materials to help you piece together a history about people, places, events, anything to do with, say, Wilmington, New Hanover, our coastal communities, yeah. low counties area, and of course, lower Cape Fear. Yeah. And it's a great resource. If, yes. I mean, if you've never been up here, I've been up here doing research about everything from old <laughs> drive-in movie theaters yes. over the years. Uh, my colleague Ben Steelman has been up here many times over the years, and Hunter as well, um, when he was working at the Star News. Yeah. So it's just a great resource. And so, Joe, thanks again for you're sitting welcome. in with us. And you know, I know your knowledge of this area is very broad, but today we're going to get a little more specific and talk about the different bridges that have been in New Hanover County yes. over the years. As we were talking about before we went on, um, started recording, you know, bridges are just such an integral part of a place's identity, right? You talk about yes. the Brooklyn Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. 
Um, you know, Wilmington's the same. Um, not as famous, but, you know, to, <laughs> to the people here, they're very important and they mean quite a lot. So let's go back, just sure. take it way back to the old days. Yes. Um, and I think you, you mentioned Heron's Bridge yes. as one of the earliest known bridges that we would really one of the identify first, as. first, say, recorded yeah. type of bridges. Prior Heron's Bridge, yeah. which is mid-18th century, wow. 1760s, 1770s. There would have been, say, plank bridges yeah. or uh, things built up from a swamp using stone, what they could find, ballast yeah. stone primarily because there's no natural stone, logs that would be embedded into the swamp and used to elevate so they could cross there, particularly low-lying spots yeah. in the river. There also was a great ferry system at one point up and down the rivers. And yeah. you read about these ferrymen who... Uh, would charge people a small nominal fee to yeah. be able to transport them across the river yeah. at low places. And there were special rules and governing laws for these ferry systems. And they're, they're very complicated, but mostly right. they're just, you know, let the buyer beware, yeah. no gutting your, <laughs> your customers, and, you know, you can't take them halfway across and say, now you've got to owe me 20 more you know, shillings. <laughs> right, right. So those types of laws were in yeah. effect for the ferry system. That's interesting. Following those ferry system, then we started getting these smaller, low bridges that were built using either planks or flotation devices or things what they had. Most of these bridges, up until what we now know as the Herons Bridge, were temporary. Right. They would last for maybe a few years, get washed away by you know a hurricane or sure. you know something of that nature. So there's very little record of these early type of plank bridges. Particularly for Wilmington, there were a lot of foot bridges that were placed into effect. So our idea of what we consider a bridge. Right really wasn't in effect in this area until this late mid-19th century period, or mid-18th century period with Herons Bridge. Yeah. Herons Bridge was a bridge that was... Okay, now where was that exactly? Tell well, about, about, where, about where the Isabel Holmes Bridge area is located now. We don't okay. know the exact spot, right. sure. but most likely somewhere close to that area because that's a natural location for a bridge to be placed. Yeah. And it was the natural location for what's now the Isabel Holmes yeah. and what that replaced at one point. Well, now why is that? Now why is that? Tell well, me why that makes a good location for a bridge. The, the water is shallow there. There's The expanse is a little bit more narrow, right. so you can get from one side to the other. And also, uh, the, that side of the river hasn't been dredged or wasn't dredged up to a certain point. So you could get across it, particularly in summer months, it would be a lot shallower. Okay. With the bridges being built, you could use the technology of that time, yeah. which was, you know, quite right. you know, ancient to what we understand. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we had lost the technology or the uh, knowledge that the Romans had 2,000 years ago to build expansive bridges. Yeah. And that kind of information really didn't come into use until the 20th century again. That's really interesting. So with these bridges, they would be very low. They would be built from primarily wood, mm. sunken timbers to elevate them. And then they would be repaired as time went on. Okay. Repair being caused by natural decay, by floods, by, again, hurricanes, which seems to be a major factor yeah, for right, a lot of sure. things, yeah. or fire. Yeah. And there are accounts where bridges could catch on fire because you've got to think about yeah. everything and everybody crossing these bridges. Oh, my gosh. 
barrels full of tar and pitch being spilled and animal waste and all yeah. kinds of stuff that was just left there. You know, yeah. they didn't have a cleanup. Right. There was nobody coming right. along from the Department of Transportation to sweep the stuff up and spread right. ash, you right. know, whatever. They're waiting for a good heavy rain. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Herod's Bridge is probably the first one we can think of about the location where okay. the Isabel Homes area is at. And that bridge was with us until the British occupation of Wilmington. And with that, the bridge was probably destroyed by the British forces as they evacuated. There's several stories that it was lost to different things. It's probably a combination of all these types of things. Usually the history of Wilmington, when we talk about uh, the loss of a particular structure or a, a large you know, area, natural, something that it's, it's a several causes, yeah. not just one. But the easy thing to blame, of course, are the British occupation. Right, right. So let's jump ahead to maybe the 1800s. Sure. You said this, so Heron's Bridge was you know, destroyed in the... Um, but it was replaced. Okay, so it was, it was replaced. replaced. Yes, okay. and then eventually okay. bridges as we know came yeah. to be about in that location. Yeah. yeah. Well, then let's jump ahead to... Um, because this is a bridge I did not know much about until recently. It was called yeah. the Northeast Cape Fear River Bridge. Yes. It was. Yes. And in, was that and around the location where the Isabel Holmes is Primarily now? the same, yeah. exact yeah. site, yes. Yeah. And a and lot of the bridge that we have now was built yeah. on the foundations of that original bridge. Now, um, it's certainly, the older bridge was a lower bridge. Right, right. The bridge we have now is much elevated. Yeah. And, that, and so that was built in 1929. Right. And that was kind of, you know... Consider the first yeah. modern bridge, if you want to say, that's yeah. as, again, as we understand bridges, yeah. <laughs> using steel, cement, etc. Right. And then, as, as we were talking before, I think the oldest um, existing bridge in the Wilmington area right now would be, um, I think it's called the Harry Forden Bridge on uh, 6th Street. That's safe to assume. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and that dates back to 1911. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so tell me a little bit about the materials that were used in that bridge, because you had a good story well, about that. Being a steel bridge, yeah. it was the leading material at yeah. that time period. Yeah. Steel in the early 20th century was a very cheap commodity to purchase and use. There was a lot of it. Yeah. And steel industry was booming, in, the, in particularly in the United States. So yeah. yes, you could get steel. It was also believed that steel was stronger than any other type of resource material to build a bridge. So they wanted something that was permanent, that couldn't be damaged again by floods or hurricanes or Godzilla. And with this particular bridge, it remained. It is still with us today. Now, we do have things that needs repair with bridges like that. We know rust, decay, all that happened with steel. So that bridge, of course, being an expanse bridge, and it had a tier system, uh, there's a more technical term for it, but you can see that it's certainly yeah. one of those kind of bridges with a support system that we no longer find in modern bridges. Yeah, and so what's interesting to me, 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 I'm to me about that bridge is I kind of first, because you know, it's, I was in a neighborhood that right. at a certain time wasn't right. particularly well-traveled, even now it's not that well-traveled. Right. Um, right. I first came across it. I guess I was working at Encore in the 1990s and like, you know, local bands would go there and have their picture taken on that bridge because it looks so cool, right? Yes. And it looks so different yes, from anything course. else in town. And then it became obviously yes. when they shot One Tree Hill here, here that was used in a yes. lot of uh, episodes of One Tree Hill and that yes. became very iconic and you can go and even see today people have gone and written their names on it and, and, <laughs> and all that type of thing. If we were to drive around the countryside, you yeah. would still come across bridges of that style yeah. still being used out in the country in different places. Yeah, and this is just off the top of my head, but yes. I mean, 
I mean, I wonder why that, I mean, I guess it has lasted a long time. I mean, yes, I'm forward to be, you know, here over 100 years now. Um, you know, and that's the oldest, you know, existing uh, bridge that we know of in the Wellington area. Um, and, it's, and so there's a bunch of, um, there's one actually nearby that is, um, yes. I guess the snow, I'm sorry, not the, uh, the fifth. The yeah, Smith Creek Bridge over, oh, yes. over on Castle yes. Hayne Road, yes. and that was actually used to be apparently that used to be uh, like a swing bridge. Yes, or, and it then was. at some point, it's th- and now yeah. it's not. I guess it's being repaired now, and it's not open for traffic at the moment. <laughs> but um, it's one of those that has yeah. severe maintenance, and and of course it's it's low, Very and it old, gets yeah. water damage, yep. and it floods over, and it suffers because of its location being yeah. there closer to the water. And that's what happens to these bridges. If there's maintenance is low, then they get lost. Yeah. And just to talk about, I mean, how bridges kind of affect, you know, on the wider town, you know, yes. I feel like Wilmington used to be a lot more centered on that area, right? Yes. Yeah, right yes. now it's kind of Castle Hayne Road is almost cut off from the yes. rest of the town in a lot of ways because of the parkway and other reasons, mm-hmm. but also there's no really bridges over there. If you're right over the bridge, you're going to Isabel Holmes <laughs> or, or the Cape Fear a Memorial Bridge, right. which right. is obviously the most best known bridge in our area I mean, you see the you know the um, you know the iconography of it on different um, you know posters and everything yes. and that bridge I mean that was built I guess they started building it in 67 and finished in 69 that had to have been a huge deal here when oh that started imagine to come, the, the um, hugeness of it because yeah. it it united the the memorial bridge united Wilmington with the rest of the southern counties, yeah. those being Brunswick and Columbus and Myrtle Beach and places like that. Yeah. Uh, beforehand, it was it was you know a barrier to yeah. be able to get back and forth unless you went up river and crossed. Yeah. So with the the advent of the Cape Memorial Bridge, which is anniversary is coming up here on yeah. the twentieth, the fifty second year, um, it, it created a huge difference for this community. It yeah. allowed more visitors. It allowed more traffic, and it definitely was an impact for our community. It still does. Yeah, this is something. This may be a subject for another podcast. Yes. But just you know, there's all the talk about you know what's going to replace that bridge, and someday you know <laughs> it's going to get old enough to where you'll have to replace it. Yeah. Because um, it's you know, I mean, 50 years. That's pretty long for a. That's a long time. I mean, for a bridge of that type. Um, it's been under repair and changes. Absolutely. For for the last 30 years consistently. So, and you often, it has to be closed because something has to be repaired. Right. And sometimes Absolutely. we don't all know that until we're sitting there on Third Street <laughs> waiting to right. get across. And we're right. like, why is the traffic, it's, I don't see a boat going up the river. Why is it blocked? And, and, that's just, and that's just really shows you right there how important these bridges are in our lives, right? Yes. Because when they're yes. not open, mm-hmm. um, it's a huge inconvenience for you know uh-huh. thousands and thousands of people. We have to go drive around to the other bridge, which is the Isabel Holmes. Now, tell me a little bit about yes. the Isabel Holmes yes, and certainly. why it was named for Isabel Holmes. Well, she was a former Department of Transportation. Isabel um, Stellings Holmes yeah. was her name. Mrs. Holmes was the first woman to be appointed to the North Carolina Department of Transportation. Uh, the senior staff, I guess you would say. Yeah. She was the first on, to work for the department, but first to be appointed to the senior staff. And she made decisions, not just for Wilmington, or, yeah. but for the state of North Carolina. She was a local person. She grew up here. She was from Wilmington. And uh, when the bridge came to be, she was the obvious choice for its name to be, to be given. Yeah, and so that was built in, I believe, 79 is when that was completed. Yes. Yeah, so th- that's interesting to think. So all throughout most of the 70s, there was really only one bridge 
in and out of Wilmington for the most part. And that was it. Yeah. And uh, the impact of a second bridge made a huge difference as well. I don't feel, though, that the north side area really, I mean, you can see the growth from the north side, but yep. a lot of it is contributed because of what's now the Isabel Holmes Bridge, yeah. making that open area, making it more accessible. Yep. And now that we have uh, openings, when you come down to go across that bridge, the Holmes Bridge, to go to southern parts of the counties or yep. out into the county area, Brunswick, et cetera, it's definitely made a huge impact for those people and for travel in this area absolutely yeah and there's now there we have another now we have the newer bridge up a little further up the river if you're going <laughs> to go on i-40 yes um yes. or, or a 140 yes um, yes well let's talk a little bit about let's get out of wilmington for a minute and <laughs> sure. go out to the beach um oh yes. I've, i was just telling you earlier i've if i I'm sure I wouldn't want to know how many hours I've spent waiting for the right school beach drawbridge <laughs> to open. We or, all have. Or close. My dad lives out there, so you know it seems like I, I try, I usually try yes. to time it to where I'm not, you know, hitting it at four or four thirty or whatever, but oh, it doesn't always work. No, that's why but, I moved um, downtown. <laughs> I used to live at Riceville Beach, and uh, yes, the the number of times you get stuck waiting makes your decision to you know sure. move very very easily. So I did. I moved downtown. But I know what it was like to sit yeah. there and wait. Yeah. And then if you are not the first car to cross <laughs> the bridge when it comes down, you're sunk. Right. But because well, back in those days, it was a one-lane, two-lane highway on Eastwood to get. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Well, and it's interesting because I did, I would not have guessed that bridge had been there as long as it has. It's been there since yes. the late 1950s. Yes. Yes. It's an old bridge, and it replaced an earlier bridge that had also been placed there. Yeah. That bridge was built primarily, this was a been, gosh, the 19-teens, et cetera, that yeah. replaced an earlier plank bridge that was built in the 1890s into the early 20th century, repaired and changed over time, yeah. primarily for the trolley system. And the trolley would be yeah. a transportation that you could only take out to Rice right. Beach or to those Harbor Island. What happened then in the early 19th, or the early 20th century, then a bridge was built to not only allow the trolley, but to allow motor cars. Yep. Okay. And that essentially is what helped kill the trolley system. Because why get on the trolley right. when well, now you can drive to the beach your own? Yeah, or you know, get a ride with someone who does have a car. Exactly. And exactly. you know that, and so and all those bridges, as far as you know, that's been yeah. about the same approximate exact location. location. That is exact interesting. Location. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, then as we cross over into Wrightsville Beach, there's more bridges. You know, you get on our. Yes. Um, over on Harbor Island, then you got to get over onto the actual beach strand. Right. You've got those two bridges over there crossing Harbor Island, but they didn't always use, to, I guess, um, they were a little different back in the day. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. They wouldn't have been the four lanes that they are now, right. and they wouldn't have been concrete as right. much as we know them. Those early bridges would have been swing bridges. Yep. All swing bridges were built, of course, because they would be one lane, and then you would have to sit and wait for your, your right, turn to right. go across the swing. <laughs> right. But as Riceville Beach grew into a more popular destiny for tourism, yeah. you needed more accommodation. And yeah. so these four lane bridges were built. The earliest bridge would of course have been the South Side Bridge, and then eventually the North Side Bridge that takes you to Johnny Mercer Pier. Yeah. And well, speaking of swing bridges, yeah. um, where Snow's Cut Bridge now is at going to Carolina Beach. There used to be an old swing bridge there back in the of day. I think there it was, was built in, they yes. uh, said it was uh, the well, this, the one I'm talking about was built in 1931. Mm -hmm. Now the Snow's Cut Bridge, I'm um, eventually replaced in 62, but, and, 
but you can kind of see the remnants of it down there as, yes, as you, you cross over into Carolina yes, Beach. You, you can see where the ridge used to be. It was a little. And um, now um, you can walk up and look at those remains yeah. from Carolina Beach State Park, and they have a trail that's just been put in the last year or so. Uh, that way you can walk up and actually look at this. Oh, wow, okay. It's funny. I've not been on that part of the trail yet. It's a great place, and it's funny, when I walk up through there, I run across people all the time asking me, I don't know how this happens, but I have this history aura, <laughs> and they ask me, what were these What were these pilings here? About? And then I tell them. Well, well they ask the right guy. <laughs> yeah, so I just happen to be there as they're asking. So it's a, a funny thing with, with remains of some of those structures that that one is the most evident. Yeah, and so that was replaced by the Snow's Cut Bridge in 62, and that mm -hmm. was really, as we were talking about before, yes. that was really kind of the first modern beach bridge in southeastern North Carolina. Yes, you know, was. you see, later on you'll see it down at Holden Beach. Yes. And, um, the fact that it was an elevated bridge that yeah. took you up over, so you have a view, which was one thing they really wanted at yeah. Carolina Beach, and of course at Riceville Beach and other places. They want you to get up high and be able to see. It also meant the bridge could survive flooding yep. and hurricanes and other types of natural disasters. I think I said Godzilla earlier. But, <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, that was going on 60 <laughs> years, so I think they, you have to say they did a yes. pretty good job uh, yeah. with that one. Mm -hmm. um, so coming back downtown, yes. um, you know, we have a we have a, several new bridges downtown. There's the one that, um, well, crossing uh, the one that's on Third Street, kind of near the Wilson Center, yes. that was recently that you know it lights mm -hmm. up all in different colors at night now. Brings you to really the north nice. side area, right? Yeah. And then right near that is um, the Fifth Street, yes. or, sorry, the Fifth Avenue Bridge. Yes, I think it's called the Thelma Bull, um, and that and that was just uh, built probably less than ten years ago. Very short time, and uh, you know if we want to talk about controversial type yeah. of bridges, that was an extremely controversial bridge. Um, if you speak to anybody from the north side neighborhoods prior to that, they would tell you that bridge was deliberately left undone because of maybe segregation, maybe they wanted, um, there was some kind of under thing yeah. to prevent the north side neighborhood residents yeah. being able to cross into the Fifth Avenue area. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of conspiracies related to that. Of course, you know, who can say, you know, right, I've read the right. stories, you read the stories, right. it's in the newspapers if you want to go back and do that. But but it's never got built until about uh, 2013 so or so. Why, yeah, you kind of, kind of question, why was the delay? And, yeah. and a lot of times it can come down to, I believe, funding. And, yeah. you know, we went into an economic depression after the, the 1960s was a great time for building because uh, we're coming out of the 1950s. People are still high from the Second World War yeah. with construction. We were a nation that was not destroyed from the Second World War, so we mm -hmm. had our infrastructure still intact. So there was money to be able to build these structures, and they did in the 1960s. The recession comes around 1970s, we all know what that was like. Yeah. And so, well, some of us do. But in uh, <laughs> any case, yeah, with, with that, then construction mm -hmm. came to a change and a halt. And we went through many, many economic ups and downs following through the 1970s, 1980s. I mean, every decade has its particular economic downfall. Yeah. So when you talk about that bridge being done, I, I mean, I think it's, again, a combination of a lot of things. It's a combination of politics, it's a combination yeah. of funding, and then, of course, there, there's always the question, the need for things like that. Do we really need a yeah. Fifth Avenue bridge? Because they right, can always right. go up to the other, they can go down and around. Right, right. But with the opening of the Fifth Avenue bridge, that brought a whole 
new yep. group of people of arts and crafts yeah. and all who it kind of united the two sides yes, of downtown exactly. you know you got the north side exactly. over there and you have the more kind of historic uh, or uh, not historic but on uh, a traditional downtown yes I think on the, the other side yeah going across the, the that bridge was you know for me it was a, a part of town that i never saw or went right, to because right. prior to that um you would drive around the north side area. The roads didn't take you there. Yeah. And so it was real exciting to say, wow, I can walk over to the north side now and go to to all these art districts and things that were opening up at that time, you know, 10 years or so ago. There you go. Well, and then even more recent than that is the Bridge and Love Grove, right? Because that yes. um, neighborhood was really cut off Very from the secluded. rest of Wilmington for a long time. Extremely secluded. Um, and so that's just been in the last couple of years right. that um, that bridge has been built to, um, you know, have another way in and out of Love Grove. Which is good for those people. <laughs> the absolutely, there. yeah, absolutely. And that I think it's we're kind of still waiting to kind of see if what's going to happen over there. I mean, there's so many that you know we don't have unlimited time. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> there's uh, so many more that we could talk about. Um, there's railroad bridges. I mean, there's like the uh, there's the railroad drawbridge yes. down there yes. um, that you know obviously a lot of, maybe people don't know about because you they're not you know a, a railroad conductor. We're past <laughs> so, the train right. period. The passengers. Um, but yeah, and it's, you know, it's, um, but I guess if anything, you know, we're maybe in like a golden age of bridges right now. There's probably more bridges in New Hanover County than there probably ever have been before. We do have numerous bridges and there is always a possibility of a new bridge yeah. that's been talked about in yeah. the newspaper and et cetera for the more South side area to cross yeah. over to Brunswick. The problem that we're suffering now is that our infrastructure for these bridges, of course, is getting old. Yep. And some structures that were built in the 1960s, etc., are still with us, but I have noticed myself the repair time on them gets smaller and smaller and closer together. Yeah. It used to be you could go five or ten years without seeing the bridge, okay, Fair Memorial Bridge particularly. Yeah. Now yeah. I see it every year there's something being done or added to upgrade it to yeah. get it to our, where we need. So, yes, we do have quite a bit, but it also sees the difference with New Hanover is a much more wealthier county yeah. than other places in North Carolina. Right. And living here, if we just drive across the bridge <laughs> to, right. out into right. the countryside, you can right. see some of the, as I mentioned earlier, some of those old steel bridges that were public works projects or things like that from the 1930s. They're still there. Yeah. And they're still, you know, they're, they're so much fun because... You you think you see the rust on them, and yeah. you can see all the graffiti that's been put on there right, for the last right. you know four decades or more. So it's uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what's going. Yeah, on. we'll see what happens in the yeah. future. Well, Joe, thank you so much You're for welcome, taking time John. to You're talk welcome. with us in Cape Fear on Earth, and uh, we'll have you back on soon. Anytime. And that's it for this episode of Cape Fear on Earth and our look at the bridges of New Hanover County. We'll be back soon with another chapter of Wilmington history. Till then, make sure you're a member of our Facebook group where listeners can ask questions about our episodes and share their own memories of the region's history. In that group, I post extra content from each episode and links to all my coverage of local history from the Star News. You can find that group by searching Cape Fear Unearthed on Facebook. Don't forget to sign up for the Cape Fear Unearthed newsletter that goes out every Thursday. Sign up at starnewsonline.com newsletters. Cape Fear and Earth was written, edited, and hosted by yours truly, John Staten. You can find more of my work at starnewsonline.com. Additional editing by Adam Fish. This podcast was made possible by listeners and readers like you. 
Support local journalism and Cape Fear Unearthed by subscribing to the Star News today at starnewsonline.com slash subscribe. And while you're subscribing to things, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream this show so you'll never miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a review, which will help more people find Cape Fear Unearthed. Till then, get out and explore the Cape Fear region on your own. You never know what you might unearth.